Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard. And of course, the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla. What you got this time? Oh, you're throwing it to me? Yeah. Oh, the real man to your little boy. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you going to throw it to me again? Yeah, gonna, yeah. You're going to throw it to me next time, too? Yep, I am. All right, I'll be ready. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> This is going to be the swerve. I'm not going to do it next time. <laughs> no, of course, that's Stephen Davidson. How you doing, my friend? You ever impulse buy shrimp? Uh, I'm sure I have. I sometime. impulse bought shrimp today. I was just at the store and I saw a box of shrimp. I was like, I got to have that shrimp. Hey, man, that's going to be some good eats. Yeah, three varieties. Hey, there you go. One box. That's convenience. It is. <laughs> All right, so before the show comes to a complete screeching halt, uh, (laughs) uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, We've got a great three count coming up. Uh, We've got lots of great stuff to talk about, Um, title changes and uh, title matches coming up. Surprise signings, shock signings. Shock signings, yeah. At least one. Correct. Yeah. Um, But yeah, let's jump into our three count segment. And it was your challenge this time. And it was our three favorite in-ring rivalries. And again, this was based purely on the matches and the chemistry. Take the storyline out, take whatever, but no promos, promos, don't promos, just the in-ring work. When that bell rings and what's going down. So, all right. And you challenge. So I have to go first this week. My number three. And this was a tough one. This was a very tough challenge to narrow it down. For me, we're going to TNA and, oh. and WWE because we did see it in WWE as well. Uh, but for me, it's AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Mm. They had some absolute bangers in TNA uh, when they were younger. And then, of course, both of both of them eventually have migrated over to WWE and they had a couple really good matches in WWE as well. I believe when um, AJ was the champion and Samoa Joe was the challenger, I believe. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, they just uh, uh, also had, uh, they wrestled at crown jewel was a good match. Uh, yep. Probably one of the better matches on that card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of my favorites, was uh, against all odds it's 2010 in tna of course aj was the champion had rick flair in his corner and samoa joe came in and just what a barn burner plus i mean anytime you have flair involved and he and aj was like the tna flair prodigy at this point in the story had the robe and everything yeah and i yeah and this is when bischoff was there uh there and um oh goodness AJ Styles and Samoa Joe world title happened not even last on the card at this pay-per-view, which was kind of insane uh, considering it blew everything else on the card away, which kind of was a theme for TNA. Honestly, 
you'd have like a lot of math matches and you'd have like one or two that were super standouts. Um, but AJ Styles and Samoa Joe were typically always in that spot as far as they were one of the best matches, no matter what show it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just loved their interaction in TNA and in WWE. I like, that's why they're my number, my number three. Excellent. Excellent. I, I strongly considered a TNA rivalry ended up not running with it, but uh, uh, I might run through some of my uh, runners up or honorable mentions here after, after we get through. But for me, my number three is something that's actually going on right now. Ah, as we look to stardom. Yep. Tom Nakano and Julia. Every time these two hook up, it is pure magic. It is intensity and it feels real. And whether it's a singles match or a tag team match, whether it's a three team, 12 person elimination survivor series style, (laughs) where you only have to eliminate three of the four people, over-the-top rope pinfall submission match. It works because it's Tom (laughs) versus Julia. Um, Definitely going to be talking more about them later, but I've never seen them. I've never seen them against each other where my, my pulse ends up elevated anytime they're in there and they just make everything they do together feel special. Um, The fact that they got the nod over some of the other ones that I was considering really speaks to how, how good these two are separately but especially when you get them together it's just taken to a whole different level and uh i i feel bad for anyone who hasn't seen these two go at it because it is they they can make a 10 minute match a match of the year and there aren't many people that can do that and so tom and julia come back to you later but uh yeah they got my number three spot excellent excellent great choice um I've really enjoyed you talking about stardom and like I say, and I've got the, the, uh, the access like you do uh, the monthly thing for their streaming. I just never have the time <laughs> to sit down and watch some of these matches, but I really, really want to eventually be able to catch up and, and check out some of this stuff. Cause it sounds phenomenal. You have to, um, but awesome. Uh, by number two. Um, and again, I, I'll be shocked if this isn't there on your list. Well, I won't be shocked because it's a very tough category. But number two for me is Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. Okay. I mean, we were talking about it recently um, at another time, but, we were, you know, that year that they just kept trading back and forth, back and forth. Six times. Six times and like hell in a cell. Um, They had uh, like a street fight. Yep. I mean, they had, they did, they did it all and iron man and match iron man match it, it was just then this was like i consider this kind of the real coming out of the women's championship you know they were on that road in the evolution <laughs> to uh to change the perception of the women in wrestling and that stretch of matches they had uh over that year specifically were just almost heads and shoulders above anything the men were doing. And it really solidified that they're to be taken seriously. And you have arguably the two best women doing it in WWE today, as far as wrestling's concerned, even promo work. I mean, top to bottom, two of the best performers, if not the best performers on WWE's uh, roster at the moment. 
And I mean, it's just incredible, incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't leave them off my list and I just selfishly didn't want to put them number one <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because of whoever, I know, who it is. My number one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but that's my number two. I, I, I do think that this, this rivalry was kind of the, the coming out party for the women's division. It, it was where they stood up and they said, this isn't just for the sake of equality. We, we deserve this. And uh, they were getting legit reactions when Sasha won the, the Raw Women's title for the first time in Pittsburgh. The pop was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just took it from there. And a lot of times when titles are traded back and forth, it, it cheapens it. But I think that is one of the rare exceptions where it just felt like such a competitive division and that those two were so evenly matched that uh, they were willing to go at it over and over and over to be the one to finally hold on to that title. And uh, yeah, I, absolutely tremendous. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. For me, my number two, a lot of people might have expected this to be my number one, but it's it's going to have to settle just barely for number two, and we're talking Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Ooh, okay. Yep. Um. I, I don't feel like I need to explain this. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean it's Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, but you know, what started out as fantastic in ring performances and, and much like when I was talking about Tom and Julia, whether it's singles or, or tag or whatever, if they were against each other in any capacity, it was going to be great. And it started with Hart foundation versus the rockers. And they never really had a storyline feud, but they found each other. They found themselves squaring off against each other. Those two teams fairly often on house show circuits on Saturday night's main event, uh, Coliseum video recordings, uh, that sort of thing. So it was not uncommon, even though they were both face teams at the time to see them squaring off against each other. And it was always great. There was that one match where the hearts were the tag champions and the rockers beat them for the tag titles. And it was never acknowledged on television, never shown on television because halfway through the match, or at least partway through the match, the ring rope came off the ring and ruined the match. Oh. And uh, they just never went back and re- redid the match. And so the Rockers never got that tag title ring. Wow. Yeah. Um, but from there, you know, of course, it broke off into an intercontinental title feud mm-hmm. once Brett was intercontinental champion. Um, and then a heavyweight title feud. Uh, I think maybe my favorite match of theirs is actually at Survivor Series 1992. Not 1997. Not the screw job. 1992, Bret Hart had just won the WWF Championship for the first time. And this was his first pay-per-view defense. And it was against then Intercontinental Champion, Shawn Michaels. And it was the main event of Survivor Series in 1992. Mm. And they killed it. Um, it felt like just when you thought that they were in the climax, that they were about to end the match, it just kept going. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like Brett couldn't put him away and it just kept going until finally Brett pulled it off. But it, it was excellent. People overlooked that match, but uh, again, there are so many, so many matches. They, they did the first WWF ladder match for Coliseum video. Um, first ladder match in company history. And it was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. And so there's just so much there. And uh, of course, you know, it culminated in the, in the Montreal screw job, which that too bad, like, uh, you know, right. I wish it had ended in any way, but that, but that's how it ended. But even that is, uh, you know, 
among the most historic moments ever in the business. So when you have Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, you have something special one way or the other. Oh, totally uh, agree. And I mean, in, I want to call out, of course, WrestleMania, the Iron Man match. Yep. What, what an incredible match that was. I remember us watching that. And or I think trying I, to. Or trying to, because there was something wrong with the... Uh, yeah, the pay-per-view didn't come in. Didn't come in, so we're... And it finally did, though, right? No, we, it was scrambled, and we got a little bit of sound. Ah. So the, the picture... We had ordered it legally. Yes. But, but <laughs> it, it just wasn't working, and the sound was kicking in and out, and we could kind of make out a little bit of picture, and uh, which was driving me crazy, because they were my two favorites in the main event of WrestleMania, and I couldn't see it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, we did have to hear it, and we still got to hear the reaction, and of course, me being happy and you being not so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but then going back to actually watch it, what a great match it was! It was yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, what a worthy number two. And yes, I could have easily seen that being your number one. Yeah. Um, but my number one, and I again. It didn't go on for a long time, and God, I wish we could get more of it. And who knows? Fingers crossed the possibility could be there somewhere in the future, hopefully. But for me, it's Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Oh, yeah. They had that year in 2012. Mm -hmm. And uh, you had both of them as champion. And they had a series of champion versus champion matches on like Raw and SmackDown that were always just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it culminated. They actually had a feud later in in the year mm-hmm. that gave a couple pay per view matches for them. Was that um, one of them? Oh, yeah, over the limit. Over the limit. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. Yep. yep. I forgot about that. that. Was in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over the limit and Money in the Bank. Yep. Uh, was the other one. With AJ as the special guest referee. Yep. That's um, actually my favorite match between the two. Yeah. But, I mean, Brian is one of the best, probably in history, mm-hmm. as far as just in-ring worker psychology. He is amazing to watch. And such a selfless wrestler. We've talked about it many, many times. Indeed. Uh, he's not in it just for him. He's in it for the, uh, the real love of wrestling uh, and the performance itself. And CM Punk, I mean, arguably kind of the same thing. I think the wrestling meant the most to him. He was great promo. Don't don't get me wrong, but we're not talking about that right now. Just the in-ring work. He He worked very, very hard. He came from, you know, a start. Nobody ever expected him to succeed. Uh, I know Brian got a lot of that two with you know his size um and same thing for punk starting out because he was a scrawny little kid (laughs) yeah um but then they both kind of found success in ring of honor and then uh from there kind of you know punk continued the indie scene and and ring of honor brian finally got moved over to at the time i guess it was fcw and then which eventually was nxt of course and right. that was when NXT was like silly competitions on yes. the USA Network, and yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was a class like Wade Barrett and yeah. Husky Harris, yeah, <laughs> and hip hip, what a dude, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, 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 Sheffield, <laughs> um, but yeah, but 
yeah, once they kind of got to the top and home and, you know, at the top of that WWE ladder at the same time and just magic every time in the ring. I mean, I could watch those two wrestle forever. Yeah. They could probably put on a two hour match and I wouldn't care that it's that long. It wouldn't even feel that long. Yeah. You just be like, good Lord. I've been watching for 45 minutes. It feels like 10. Yeah. These guys are nuts. But yeah, that, yeah. that had to put them to number one. Again, uh, playing a little bit more to my favorites on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I could have easily put Brett Austin, <laughs> Brett yeah. Michaels, yeah. Uh, Austin Michaels. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's, there's many, 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 but Brett Michaels uh, was uh, in a rock band, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, Poison, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what about you? You're number one. Number one, you probably are seeing this coming. You probably know what's happening here. Because number one, for me, it has to be Sasha Banks and Bailey. Ah. They've had they've had a number of matches going back yes. to NXT, um, including matches before either of them were big, even on the NXT roster. Um, but they've had four matches that I think we could consider high-profile matches. And three of those matches are in my top 10 favorite matches of all time. So I don't know how I really could have given it to anybody else. It's true. Um, their, their NXT, their uh, uh, TakeOver Brooklyn is what I'm trying to spit out. Their TakeOver Brooklyn match, their uh, TakeOver Respect match, the Iron Man match, and then the, the more recent Hell in a Cell match. All three of them are in my top 10 favorite matches of all time. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about how when there's a real life rivalry, it shows in the ring and it makes things better. And that can be true. Um, but these two are real life best friends. And I, I think it suggests to me that that's even better because you 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 want the other person to succeed as much as you want yourself to succeed. And uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, like you said, is very selfless. And so are these two, especially when they're in there with each other. And it just it it makes for pure excellence every single time. And uh, I know we'll see it again at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a break from it for now. And that's perfectly fine. Makes a lot of sense. Don't want to overdo it. Um, but I know when we see it again in some sort of high profile situation, it'll be magic again. And I'll be, I'll be sitting here and I'll be ready for it. Mm. Great, great choice. Um, yeah. I mean, we talked, you know, I talked about, Charlotte and Sasha, but yeah, Bailey and Sasha have a chemistry that is, and again, because they're best friends, because they both want each other to succeed and want to lift each other up, they do everything they can to make everything no perfect. And yeah, that hell in a cell match from last year. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, That was just an, that was an incredible match. It was art. It really was. And I mean that, I mean, both, Hell in a Cell matches we got that night were just incredible. Uh, three. <laughs> oh, that's right. There were three. One was okay. <laughs> but and, I, and the other two were really good. Yeah. yeah Reigns and Uso was the one. Yeah. I was, yeah that one was. was Orton and McIntyre was fine, but forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but no, Bailey and Sasha definitely had the match of the night that night. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. And yeah, I, we were definitely, I think. We will see this match at WrestleMania. Yeah. At, at a, a WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Not, right. um, yeah, not, not this, this coming up one, right. but I, we will see this at WrestleMania somewhere in the next couple of years. I, yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this was this was tough. Some other ones I considered the TNA one I considered was Gail Kim and Awesome Kong. Ah, yes, was every time, every time it was fantastic. Uh, I considered CM Punk and John Cena. I thought about that too. Yeah, because they had uh, yeah the matches they had were really good. Uh, their their uh, Night of Champions matches overlooked, and I think is as good as their Money in the Bank match. Mm. Um, so if you haven't seen that in a while, go back and watch it. Edge and Christian and the Hardys I considered. Yeah, uh, Steamboat and Flair I considered. I mean that one, yeah, that was definitely in my circle in my list. Yeah, so just so many, so many, so many. So uh, no no shade thrown at any of those that I didn't put on there. I had to narrow it down to three, and uh, lots of good stuff. Yeah uh there yeah because i even thought about brett and owen yeah could have been a good brett and austin brett and austin is another one i considered yeah and uh rock and austin was another one i was thinking about yeah and i hell rock and mankind would be another yeah. one but anyway we yeah. could go on and on we could have made this a top 20 <laughs> yeah yeah and had plenty to talk about Indeed. Uh, but yeah excellent excellent three count choice this week um time for me to challenge oh god and, no, I'm I'm not going as crazy as last <laughs> I remember time. last time. No, no, this one I guarantee will be easier. Okay. It's gonna be an easy week. Your three favorite masked superstars. Oh, okay. I've never I've never even asked myself. I've never broken down like the 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 history of wrestlers according to who was masked and who wasn't i'll have to think about that interesting okay cool okay oh good well but this one's going to be a little bit more thoughtful than i thought yeah. <laughs> okay well cool yeah so three favorite masked superstars and uh of course do they, hey, okay okay let's 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 okay do they have to have always been masked could they have ever wrestled unmasked uh i will say they could have wrestled unmasked but they had to have, let's say, a, a, a good portion of their matches they needed to be masked. Would someone like Vader or Mankind be, yeah. be eligible? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Just like, to get an idea. Okay. But like, I wouldn't say Hogan would be. Oh, because he did the one Mr. America. The Mr. America. And, right, yeah. right. And that was kind of a joke anyway. Yeah. yeah. But you, yeah. Know, you get what I'm saying, though. It's right. like. If you wore a mask just for a, like a small short period, maybe not. I'd like it to be um, a, what character that you were portraying at that time, time frame, were they predominantly masked or unmasked? Like I would consider Foley because, you know, he even he had the mask off, but he put it back on. And it, that was a part of his gimmick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. I totally count that. And okay. Vader, too. OK. Uh, All right. Interesting. All right. Uh, hey, out there, if you got uh, want to chime in on this, uh, make sure you uh, give us a comment on uh, Facebook or Twitter, and I'll put out that information at the end of the show, of course, if you're a new listener and want to join us. But let's jump uh, into the show proper, uh, and we got to start with uh, Monday night and new WWE champion, my man, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Big deal. That was – I enjoyed – I, we'll we'll talk about the rest of Raw later at the end of the show, but I enjoyed Raw as a whole. It it kept me yes. captivated the whole time. Um, usually, at some point during Raw, I'll get up and and brush my teeth and do my do my nightly dental routine. I didn't this time. I always wanted to see what they were about to come back to, um, and then they kept it going too because uh, instead of Charlie Caruso hosting Raw Talk, they had Kayla Braxton, and I always watch Kayla Braxton. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, part of that was this whole story. I really liked it. It reminded me of Brett Sid on the very first two hour raw of all time, where they were going to start the show with Bret Hart defending the WWF title against Sid, except, uh Oh, here comes Steve Austin and he's attacking Bret Hart. All right. We'll do it at, at nine o'clock. Oh, there's Austin again. <laughs> okay. We'll do it at the end of the show. And then they finally have the match at the end of the show. And Austin shows up and costs Brett the title anyway. Uh, but that's really what it reminded me of. Only this was a three hour show instead of a two hour show. Um, but I, I liked the way it was threaded throughout mm-hmm. the story. It, it wouldn't have surprised me if uh, Miz had gotten disqualified or something like that, just to build the heat up and maybe set up a fast lane match between the two. But I think the way they did it is perfectly fine. And people were, were salivating for it by the end of the show. And I think a lot of people would have been angry if, if Lashley had not won the title at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, again, I agree. I loved the setup throughout the show. And yeah, I, I agree. This is one of the best Raws we've had in a while, mm-hmm. I feel, from start to finish as a whole. Um, but yeah, I just, I love Miz doing his thing and and being just the sniveling coward trying to get out of the match. And it, it was done perfectly. I loved every second of it. And then, I, yeah, when he tried to grab the belt there and hit Lashley with it at the beginning of that, the championship the finally having that championship match match, lumberjack match it's like oh is this gonna oh no he got caught (laughs) it would have made more sense to me if they just set it up so that if he got disqualified or counted out he lost a title yeah that would have made much more sense to me but i i do i kind of liked the lumberjacks though the kind of you you cannot run away miz you are going to be in this match yeah And, And, and and at the end of the show as we always do we will we'll do the one thing we loved and so i'll go ahead and say this this is I considered this, and it's not going to be um, the the one thing I want to single out. So I'll mention it now. <laughs> when, during the second attempt at the match, when uh-huh. Miz grabbed the belt and just hauled ass, I laughed out loud. <laughs> like it was like he was running a race, and they tell you 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 don't stop running as you approach the tape. You <laughs> you keep running through the tape, and it was like. <laughs> It was like he was running through the tape. He didn't slow down when he got to the end of the ramp. He was full speed, and I laughed out loud. Tremendous. Great night for Lashley, setting, breaking through barriers, breaking barriers here. And yeah. history, only the third Black WWF champion, WWE champion, either one of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, good for him. He uh, He's really stepped it up. He's really stepped it up. And yes. with the Hurt Business, it's the first time I've liked Bobby Lashley I've enjoyed watching Bobby Lashley I'll say that and he, he kind of bored me before the Hurt Business but since he's been with the Hurt Business not so much and so I'm fine with this um, I definitely prefer Lashley to, to McIntyre so I'm definitely fine with this let's not overlook Miz's contribution to the whole night oh he, no because he was fantastic too and it was just well done I love that slam that Lashley started doing over the last few weeks the yeah kind of, the choke slam it's not really a choke it's like a it's like a choke slam spine buster kind of combination it's it's brutal it's believable yeah Yeah. and it's something we haven't really seen anybody do so when you come up with a new move you don't have to do flips you just have to make it look like it hurts and man that looks like it hurts yeah um and yeah what a difference a year makes yeah because a year ago lashley was in a bed being this you know wife stealing son of a gun with uh with lana Mm-hmm. and rusev so yeah. 
and now he's WWE champion. Yeah, and breaking barriers. Congratulations to Bobby Lashley. Phenomenal job. I think he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, he has had one hell of a year with the Hurt Business. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't want him to lose it to McIntyre at WrestleMania. I hope yeah, that doesn't happen. I'm I really hope it, it doesn't. Um, um, but if if people really take to it and they're vocal about how much they like it, maybe it won't happen. Yeah, you know, so maybe they can have a good match and Lashley can retain. That yeah. would be nice. I would love that. Um, all right, so let's move on to some shocking news. Boom, boom, boom! Right, like what the the next morning after we recorded last week's show. Yeah. Just a few hours after, after it dropped, after we dropped the show, we find out that Paul white, AKA the big show has signed to go to AEW. Wow. That was as shocking a signing to me. It it was more shocking than sting. It was more shocking than Moxley. Uh, this was Monday Night Wars shocking yes. to me because we didn't even know that Paul White's contract was up. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, it just came out of nowhere. And he's been a loyal WWE guy since 1999, yeah. 22 years. And I don't know how this happened, if it was just money or what, but what? <laughs> yeah, well, with what I've read, and again, Take it with a grain of salt because it comes from dirt sheets and stuff like that. Um, and one site that's sometimes right and a lot of times wrong. Uh, but apparently people had said that um, because the last time we saw a big show or Paul White was on Legends Night uh, where Randy Orton just ran him down. Yeah. And apparently Paul was very upset about that how that was booked and how he was portrayed and how that, you know, he's under contract and, you know, he can, he's lost weight. He he's physically able to go and do something and they're just not doing anything. So he let his contract expire. It would, it, that would surprise me if that was the reason for it though. Cause he's been doing this for so long. He knows a promo when he hears it, he knows an angle when he's a part of it. Well, no, and I'm not saying it, it wasn't the word specifically, I guess, but just he didn't want to be used, I guess, in that way as far mm-hmm. as to be part of the running down of all the legends, I guess. And even though it is part of an angle, I think he just didn't feel like he wanted to be part of the angle. It's how the mm-hmm. article that I read sound, sounded. Um, I do. I can't remember if the article said it was from an interview and he had actually said the stuff or not. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember. Or if it was I, somebody saying they talked to him backstage, you know, whatever. I, I will say that um, I think it it show AEW's um, relative newness to this whole game showed because he should have been the first thing on TV last Wednesday night. True. And he wasn't even on Wednesday night. He's going to be on tonight's show. And I think that was a huge mistake. Yeah. That it was the talk of everything. And um, last week was not a taped show because when I was watching, I, I was, I asked myself that question while I was watching. Then I looked around and saw in the corner where it said live. So it was a live show. And so they needed to capitalize on all that buzz they got 
from that announcement. And if he couldn't be there last week, they should have held off on it until he could be there. Um, Because now nobody's really talking about it. I haven't seen anybody talking about it. That's true. And and it should be almost any, everything anybody's talking about. Yeah. Now to clarify, if you didn't know, he has been basically, he's going to be announcing. Right. Um, But I, you know, he's going to get in the ring. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, Hey, you just got, Big show, Paul White. Now you've had to move Shaq off the pay-per-view because of the mm-hmm. All-Star game. We'll get to that. Somewhere down the road, Shaq and Big and, and Paul White, that could be money. Yeah. Just saying. But they uh, just needed to pull him on TV for some sort of shoot interview or something. Just something. If he didn't want to shoot, that's fine. Or if they didn't want him to do that, to to not give WWE WWE any sort of any sort of um, attention or anything like that's fine, but they just needed to have him out there because that's what people were thinking about with relation to AEW last Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it was a kind of a rookie, a rookie error on AEW's yeah. part. But uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see tonight. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to, to see if he, if he gets a green light to say anything to kind of shoot, as we say, mm-hmm. while on commentary. We don't see a lot of that anymore. It's not no. like in the Monday Night Wars days, but we'll see. I, I'm not expecting that, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so big, big stuff. And I, I will piggyback on this because I also read there is a report, and this is a lot of speculation, um, but there's a report that Mark Henry has said he expects to wrestle this year. I saw that. And the big question now is, is it going to be for WWE or AEW? Yeah. Uh, so that could be, that would be big too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's something to watch. Yeah. Could get very interesting. But as we said, of course, they've moved the the Shaq uh, and uh, uh, Jade Cargill versus Cody and Red Velvet match that was supposed to be on Revolution to Dynamite yeah. because of the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, so perfectly understandable as to why it has to be moved. But also at the same time, uh, the All-Star game is usually planned out way in advance yeah well they actually announced this move at the beginning of february oh okay yeah if you look it up there are articles from the from the beginning oh of i did not realize that okay yeah um but i, I i'm i'm with you i think this was another rookie mistake mm-hmm. um yeah it might pop a good rating um if they don't break a million viewers it's a problem yes uh, with this match um, but it might pop a good rating, but it would have done them much more good to, to get the, the buys for a pay-per-view. Um, and people might say, oh, well, they've got all the money. They don't need that extra money. for the." No, you want to get people into the habit of yeah. spending that money on your pay-per-views. And you can't get them into a habit if you can't get them to do it once. Right. And a lot of people would probably do it once for Shaq and then say, Hey, you know, I enjoyed the last one. I'll, I'll buy the next one too. Even though Shaq's not on it. I, you know, I enjoyed seeing people blown up with exploding barbed wire. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems pretty crazy to me. I would have thought they would have planned it out so that this wouldn't be an issue. Don't, yeah. don't do it for this pay-per-view. Do it for the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Cause I, cause I mean, we knew I'd say, they had in their head and knew probably in November or December when the all-star game was going to be mm-hmm. happening. Uh, and based on when the build for this started to happen, you had to know you were planning this for revolution. And then you look up, Oh, revolutions 
same weekend as the All-Star game. Maybe we should either move the date of the show or change again the, the match to a different pay-per-view. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Kind of rookie mistake. And um, this is on tonight's show? It is. All right. So it's going to be something to watch. It's going to be yep. a, a good, good night for uh, it's, AEW. It, it's Back a big card. couple of days for wrestling. There yeah. are lots, lots of big things going on. Yes, in general. And uh, we will tonight get to, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be getting to some more of that here shortly. Keep it with AEW. Uh, we got to talk about the Women's Eliminator Tournament. Mm-hmm. And, of course, on the U.S. side, we had Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. This was excellent. Yeah, this was a great match. They protected Britt Baker mm-hmm. in this match to where you didn't. it didn't feel like a squash. Oh, no. It was yeah. very competitive. It was a yeah. very competitive match. And but much to I think both of our surprises, Nyla Rose wins. I, I think it was a mistake. I think Britt should have won. I, and, yeah, I, and moved on. Yeah, and probably won the whole thing. Honestly, Pro- probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Nyla beats uh, Britt, and it was again a great match. It was a great match. Very competitive. We had um, kind of dueling great matches on the U.S. side. Uh, because we also got Thunder Rosa and Rio. Yeah. Which was another great match. Now, again, I, I said I didn't quite like this as much as Rio and Serena. No. But it was uh, still very good. It was it was good. I actually, I, I don't think it was as good as Britt and Nyla either myself. Uh, I, I probably agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, Britt and Nyla was far better than I think anyone expected it to be and probably far better than it should have been. Um, so it speaks well to both of them. Um, but uh, yeah. And you know, the finals are set. I, I, I went to watch this on Bleacher Report and I couldn't get it to work. And a lot of people couldn't get it to work. Now I think my issues might've been because I was at my parents' house and we've discussed how their internet's not great. Right. Um, I think that was my problem, but a lot of other people could not get it to work. And there was a lot of complaining about it um, on Twitter and probably other places too, to his credit before the show was even done airing, Tony Khan responded and said, I hear you bleacher report promised it would work. It's not working. I've just put it on YouTube. And so he fixed it. And I thought that was really cool. Um, very fast, very fast response. Probably not something you would, or probably even could get from WWE. Um, and I think that's a disadvantage to being a bigger company. Stuff like that takes longer. There's more red tape to go through more channels to go through to make something like that happen. Um, so good on Tony Khan for, for fixing that problem for the fans who wanted to watch it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, I actually did watch it on YouTube. Um, and, uh, yeah. Very, very cool. I didn't realize there were the Bleacher Report issues because, of course, I hadn't intended to watch it on Bleacher Report um, because I knew that they would put it on YouTube eventually. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know when I was going to get to watch it. But the next day I did get to see it. Uh, But, yeah, now our um, final, the finals for the U.S. were set. And you have uh, Nyla versus Thunder Rosa and Monday night. I'm shocked again. Yeah. Nyla Rose wins and yeah. going to the finals. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm beside myself. I just don't, I don't see where this is coming from, but I, I mean, don't 
either. And I, I th- we're talking a lot about, about AEW mistakes. I think this is some more of them. Look, we've talked about how they've handled this tournament. And the tournament is better than nothing for the women's division. Yes. For sure. Without question. And we've acknowledged the fact that they didn't have the time to put all of these matches on Dynamite. We get that. But number one, they could have put more than three of 15 matches on Dynamite. They could have done that. Um, number two, because they didn't, it sends a couple of messages. It sends a message that these matches are not a show worthy. And by putting the entire Japanese bracket online and none of it on Dynamite, that sends a message that says you're probably not going to be interested in these people. That's a problem. Now, to compound the problem, they could have at least put through someone that people would be excited about. A Britt Baker, a Riho, a Thunder Rosa, a Maki Ito. I think any of them would have had people excited for a match with a Karushita. Yes. But now, our final is Nyla Rose and Ryo Mizunami. And there was nothing against those two. But people just don't seem to really be that into Nyla Rose. Right. And... Ryo Mizunami's never even been on Dynamite. Like the AEW audience has not even seen her unless they went out of the way to watch mm-hmm. the tournament. So that excitement is not going to be there no matter who goes through. And I, I don't, they need help. Yeah, I, I, I keep trying to think about this. And yeah, and it's, it's no offense to, to Nyla Rose at all. She is a great performer. And like I say, it was a banging match with Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, and the Thunder Rosa one wasn't bad either. Um, right. just not as good. I don't feel, no. but, um, we've been there with Nyla Rose. Yeah. And, and it's been plus, there, done that thing. She's, she's, she's been a heel for a while. We know she's a heel. So in a tournament like this, you want that more exciting matchup that you wouldn't normally get. Cause we, a lot of times we get faces and heels. Yeah. That's kind of, that's a standard. So when you have a chance to have like a Riho versus, a Hikaru Shida, that would be outstanding. Thunder Rosa, even if it had been Serena Deeb going through, there mm-hmm. could be so, so many great matchups. And Britt Baker as that new heel on the rise. Mm-hmm. That's why, time. yeah, that's why I think it should have been her going through and, and going uh, to the finals. On the other side, yes, I agree. The fact that you don't televise any of the the Japanese side is just... I, yeah, inexcusable and a, yeah. another again rookie mistakes. Yeah, um, but I'm I wonder because they do have this kind of new working relationship with New Japan. Is this something to tie in with that? I mean, because imagine the shock we're going to have when um, uh, I don't want to mispronounce her name. Uh, Who are you going for? Mizunami. Yeah, if Mizunami. Beats Nyla Rose, right, and then takes the title off Sheeta. Yeah, like what? Yeah, and that's going to show a few things. Okay, a you got the shock factor. That's great, right? But you did it with someone that no one knows anything about on this side of the the country yeah. <laughs> of the of the planet. <laughs> yeah, this um, side of the country. Yeah. Unless you've gone out of your way to to you know check out the <laughs> online stuff. Or she's really popular in Arizona. Yes, Arizona, big fans. Yeah. Um. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I uh, I'm I'm real interested to see how this match plays out tonight. Yeah, 
Um, it's good. You know, like a, a, a Riho match with Sheeta might have gotten me to fork over the money for the show. Yeah. Um, but this won't do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, I know it would have gotten you because, you know, you're so hot for Riho. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's kind of move into a little bit of a preview for Revolution as we have that coming up this weekend. So let's do it. Um, so I got the card here. Let's kind of see where we'll start. We got a casino tag team Royale match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Bear Country, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, Santana and Ortiz, The Butcher and the Blade, Private Party and top flight um the order of entry in this match is selected by lottery two tag teams start the match every 90 seconds a new team enters the match (laughs) individual eliminations occur when a competitor is thrown over the top rope both feet touch the floor tag teams are eliminated when both competitors have been ruled out of the match not just one and the match continue until one team remaining winning team gets a shot at the AEW tag team title. It's like a tag team Royal rumble. Basically. Yeah. Um, this could be a lot of fun. This mm-hmm. could be a very fun match. Um, I don't even know where to begin to maybe throw a prediction, but I'll no. say I'll be pulling for the butcher and the blade. I'm with you. That's who I would like to see when I'm just going to, this is a total shot in the dark. I'm just going to say private party wins. I have yeah, no I, logic, no logic behind it. If I were to sit there and, and based on what I kind of know, I would actually pick uh, um, John Silver and um, and uh, Alex Reynolds. Okay. But are you watching the show? Are you going to watch the show? Uh, I am going to try. I have to work. So I probably won't watch it. Oh, no, you mean the pay-per-view. Sorry. The pay-per-view. No, no. not uh, uh, Dynamite. Uh, I will be working that night, so I won't be able to watch it live. Okay. So, Are you planning on ordering it and watching it? Um, I'm, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll just see. wondering because I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> just flat out, I'm not. So I'm just wondering if either one of us will, will actually see it. Uh, I mean, I might, uh, or I may just, you know, check YouTube highlights. Yeah. And catch it at a later date. Okay. But I'm I'm ordering another pay per view. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, because of work, I doubt I'll be ordering it. Yeah. But uh, next match, we got the big money match. Matt Hardy, Hangman Page. Um, this, I think, is going to be... I've liked the setup for this. Uh, I, I think we're going for Hangman Page maybe to take over the Dark Order. Yeah. I think that's Could where be. this might be going. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I think this match is going to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's an interesting idea that the winner gets 100% of the loser's first quarter earnings it's yeah. just, uh, <laughs> like, I, I never thought i'd hear such you know business talk on a wrestling show but <laughs> first quarter earnings um it's very specific i mean big money matt knows his dollars <laughs> yeah 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 um but i i do feel like there are things brewing for adam page and so maybe a loss here might set him back so i'm gonna go with adam page yeah that's what i'm feeling too i think yeah. page wins this one um moving on we've got uh miro and kip sabian with penelope ford against orange cassidy and chuck taylor um i i'm excited for this because i like orange cassidy i like Mm -hmm. miro um i mean kip's good and chuck's you know good but 
I'm, I'm in it for Miro and Orange Cassidy <laughs> for yeah. this match. Um, but I think, uh, I, I think Miro's got to win. I think his team has to win. Okay. Just because I, they're trying to have him be this kind of monster, and I don't think a loss is going to serve him. Yeah. Even if thinking, it is a tag. I mean, if Kip Saban takes the pin, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was I was thinking Orange Cassidy might might beat Kip Sabian. Yeah, because I can see either way, because Orange Cassidy yeah. is is he's pure gold as far as babyface goes. Yeah. He won most popular wrestler of the year in yeah. Wrestling Illustrated. So yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going with, with Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Okay. For some reason I just think it's gonna be Miro and Sabian, even though I would prefer Orange Cassidy to win. So cool. Um, next, we have the face of the revolution ladder match. Winner gets a shot at the TNT championship. Now, we only have four competitors right now announced for this. I'm sure we'll of, be getting of six of six. Yeah. I'm sure, we'll be getting the other two tonight on yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. Um, but we've got Cody Rhodes, Lance Archer, Penta L Zero M, and Scorpio Sky. Yeah. And I mean, I'm in it for these four guys already. Um, who do you who do you add? Who do you add? Hmm. Maybe Ray, Ray Phoenix doing anything? Um, I don't think so. If so, I'm forgetting it. I don't think he has anything else on the car. No, I don't believe so. He'll almost certainly be in there then. Yeah, you'd think he would be in there. Maybe even a Sammy Guevara? Could be, unless they just want to keep him off TV, like, off, off out of yeah. off camera for a while. Yeah. Um but yeah, so who knows? Um I mean heck. You could throw a dust you could throw uh Dustin in there. Could. Could. Or uh what PT Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Lots of choices, lots of choices. Yep. Um, but yeah, and you could even have a surprise entrant. Yeah. For a shock factor. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, hard to predict since we don't know everybody right. in this. Um, I'm going to say Lance Archer. That's kind of where I was leaning was going to be Lance Archer. Uh, just because they've built him as this monster. He needs to kind of be involved in a title picture. He needs to get some wins, a big and, win. I don't think Cody. I think Cody's the least likely. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, if Cody wins, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I could see Scorpio Sky. He's fantastic in the ring. Yeah, um, I could see it. Mm-hmm. And especially considering, because right now Darby Allen's TNT champion. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to go to a David and Goliath Darby Allen versus Lance Archer program. Mm-hmm next wouldn't have to be a program it could just be a match that's true it could just be a one one off Mm -hmm. um but it might be a waste because i mean you'd think that archer would just destroy him well you would think but look at ray mysterio this is true this is true so yeah i don't know but i think i think we're both agreed it's not going to be cody (laughs) yeah yeah pretty sure it's not going to be cody david goliath would give him something to overcome and i think could be a, a good basic easy story to tell well, that is true. That is true. Um, some of the best stories can be the basic ones. Yep. And very easy ones. Don't, don't get too complicated sometimes. Just keep it simple. And, of course, we're going to have Hikaru Shida defending her title against question mark. We'll but find you avoided out. your prediction. You didn't predict. 
of what? <laughs> the, the ladder match. You just said it's not Cody. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, no, I said, when you said Archer, I said, that's what I was. Okay. 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 Um, uh, yeah. So Hikaru Shida. Yeah. We don't know. Don't know who um, she's going to fight. Um, I, I'm going to say based on who we're looking at as the options. Um, it, it felt at first, like whoever won the tournament was going to beat her, but now I, I feel like it's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I think Shida retains. I'm I'm going the same way. I think she yeah. keeps the belt because, yeah, I, I I mean I'll be flabbergasted if they put the the belt on the winner. Yeah, of Nyla and um, Mizunami. So, yeah, because again, Nyla would feel like been there, done that. Yeah, and then Mizunami they didn't feel was important enough to put on the TV, and so I don't feel like they're going to give her the belt. But yeah. it could go the way that you suggested earlier, though, and that would yeah. be interesting. It would be interesting. Um, I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, pitch a fit over that. I just don't necessarily expect it. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I think I think Riho retains. Um, Riho, I know you're hard for Riho, but yeah. she's not champion. Sorry, Sheeta. <laughs> Sheeta. <laughs> Riho. Anyway, yes. Yeah, Get your Riho cameo. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't probably. I don't know how her English is. I don't know how I'd be able to talk to her. <laughs> or you wouldn't care. Her. That's true. Um, <laughs> talk. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> uh, we have the AEW World Tag Team Championship match: Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF. Hmm, this is tough to call. This one really is. This one is very tough to call. Um, yeah, I don't know because I still have it. I still think MJF is gonna snake. Um the inner circle away from, from Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, do they want to have tag champs who don't really like each other? Do they want to go that route mm-hmm. or, or do they want to kind of use this as another, another chapter in the story of, of them kind of, you know, they've never really been on the same page, like the whole time. Yeah. It, it's been, you know, an illusion. They've been pretending to be friends. Um and so is this just going to be another chapter to get us closer to that ultimate split or um, do they want to be champions to kind of force them into pretending even further and faking it even harder? Yeah. So I, I, I think that I, and this is, I, I predict the young bucks are going to win because I think this is, I think this might be the time we actually see it. This is going to be the, the MJF turn moment. Um because you also have the Bucks who are embroiled in this kind of heated thing with uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. So yeah. I think I think we're gonna I think it's we're gonna get champion versus champion AEW TNA. I think that's what that's headed for. Yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll agree. I think Young Bucks win. Yeah. Um, there'll be a lot of leg slapping in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Super kick city, baby. <laughs> uh, we have, of course, Sting, Darby Allen, Street Fight versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, otherwise known as Team Taz. Um, Sting yeah. and Darby win. Yeah. Sting, I mean, Sting and Darby win. There's yeah. the, yes. <laughs> Next. I mean, Next. I don't, see the, I don't see any way that Sting and Darby don't win this match. <laughs> it would be maybe if they pin Sting. True. People hated Triple H for it. <laughs> That's yeah. 
Bring Sting in for your first match in the company. Lose Triple H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they'll go that route. I'm Sting and Darby win. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, By the way, I've enjoyed Taz on commentary, watching the Women's Eliminator tournament. I've missed him on commentary. I think he does it on Dark, but I don't really watch Dark. So I haven't heard him lately. And he's, that's my favorite Taz is commentary yeah. Taz. I love hearing him talk. He's so funny and he's knowledgeable. And yeah, I just want to throw that in there. I, I like Taz on commentary. I agree. I agree. Uh, main event of the night. Of course, we talked about this last week. The AEW World Championship exploding barbed wire death match. The champion, of course, Kenny Omega. He'll have Don Callis with him versus Mox, John Moxley. It's going to be like a Gallagher concert. Yeah. <laughs> if they had, well, I mean, they get to have, they have some fans in attendance, obviously. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the front row, you might want to bring protection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because this one, bring a tarp um yeah they're gonna they're gonna blade (laughs) yeah um and explode yep yeah um i think omega retains uh i almost think he has to based with what they're because with everything they're doing with everything else i just can't see him not keeping the belt yeah, I don't think they want to hot shot it back and forth. I, yeah. I think it, this is the obligatory rematch and they're making it something big and something special. Um, and I think they're making it look like Moxley has to win. Therefore, Omega wins. Yeah, so I, I agree. I, I think Kenny Omega r- retains, but man, they're going to get some color in this match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just many, have this, many colors, red, I, purple. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be the big talking point, you know, day after. Yeah, it's going to be like, oh, my God, did you see what happened? Did you see how much blood was coming out of somebody's face? Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, there will be a lot of talk about this match. Whatever happens, people will be talking about it. Yeah. Good or bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh We'll talk about it next week, whatever yeah, happens. We definitely will. We will review it. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I don't know if we can review it because it doesn't sound like either one of us is watching it, but we'll at least discuss what happened. We'll give our thoughts on the booking. Yeah. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's move on to some NXT. And this was a really good match. It was. Io Shirai versus, and this is her second match on TV? Mm-hmm. Zoe Stark. Yep. Made her debut on 205 Live in the Dusty Tournament. Wow. Um, yeah. So this was her second televised match and a, a, a fantastic way to introduce someone to an audience. Yeah. This is how you do it. Um, you're not hurt by losing to Io Shirai at yeah. all especially when you're new but she looked really competitive io shirai is the type of person that can pull that off unlike a tomaso champa not because of his talent but because of the booking mm-hmm. um io shirai has been booked to be dominant in terms of wins and losses but she doesn't physically dominate people right um so it works and uh it it, it they will make a serious mistake if they don't make Zoe Stark a regular part of television. Now, if they keep her off of TV after this performance and let people forget about her, they're screwing up because she looked great and they need to, I'm not saying put her in a title, 
in the title picture, but keep her on TV and have her wrestling almost every week right now. Yeah. Um, I agree. There's, and again, hell of an introduction. Um, again, no shame in a loss to Io Shirai. Mm-mm. Not at all. Um, she looks strong in the loss. And you're right. I think uh, if you want to uh, catch that lightning in a bottle and capitalize on this, you definitely have to keep her on TV, keep her in front of everybody's eyes. And, and she mind can do- every one of this match and this performance. And she could do big, big stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Great yeah. stuff coming up this week, too, for the women, because we've got the tag title defense. Oh, yes. Uh, tonight. Man. Tonight. And I'm predictions, hoping hoping it happens. I want to see my, uh, my fantasy booking come true. Yeah. So let's go Dakota and Raquel. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it will happen, but I wouldn't be upset if it did. Right. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's gonna be good. Yes, be good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and uh, speaking of other tag matches and for titles, how about the Pretty Deadly beating Gallus? Is that yeah what I said for the NXT UK Tag Championship? Yeah, new tag team champions. They were the longest reigning UK Tag Champions so far. Had those belts for well over a year. Mm. And um, Pretty Deadly, Lewis Halley and Sam Stoker. Uh, are the new champions i'm not crazy about the gimmick the pretty deadly gimmick it's kind of a mix between rick the model martel and and um uh, <laughs> uh, Ty- uh brizango I, okay. I was having trouble coming up with the mixture of the names um but not as good as either one really okay um so i'm not sold on them but doesn't matter they're champions either way so i was surprised by this um Chris Gallus has never really set me on fire either. So I, I, I didn't have a horse in this race, but I was still surprised by it. Um, so, well, good luck to them. I, I hope it, I hope they kind of get their feet under them and maybe get a little stronger with their gimmick. And I hope it works out for them, but uh, surprise, surprise title change. And we have another title match this week. Big one is Kaylee Ray defends against uh, Mako Satomura. Yeah. It's tomorrow on NXT UK. Man, all this stuff going on. I'm glad I'm on spring break. I know. You ain't going to be sleeping a lot. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah, because. Because. Of the all-star dream Cinderella. That's right. That's right. And for the first time ever, you can watch it live internationally on Look pay-per-view. And that's what I'm going to do. When's that kick off? That kicks off technically tomorrow morning for us here (laughs) on the East Coast at 2.30. in the morning. So uh, that is a little peek behind the curtain, a little less than seven hours from right now as I'm speaking. And I'm going to be watching live. I have already ordered this show. I'm excited for this show. I've never gotten to watch Stardom live, and I, I I don't have to avoid 411 Mania because they've been spoiling Stardom results in their headlines. <laughs> so I, I don't have to avoid them. Um, I maybe I'll send them an email and spoil it for them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's gonna be. It's the biggest show in Stardom history. It's taking place at the Nippon Budokan Arena, which is the largest arena they have run. Um, it seats 14,000 or so. Now there won't fill to capacity because of COVID, 
um, but it should probably still be the biggest crowd that they've had. Um, and it's it's a it's stacked. The card is just absolutely stacked. And um, title matches all over the place. We've got Azumi defending the high speed title against Natsupoi. Um, that should be a solid solid match. Um, I'm expecting Azumi to hold on to that title, but I could honestly see it either way. Um, it wouldn't be a total shock for Natsupoi from from uh, Donna Domando to win that. And um, in theory, that would mean everyone in Donna Domando would have a title. Um, certainly in that moment, because that's going to be the first match. Mm-hmm. And none of the other Donna Domando members would have had an opportunity to lose their titles that night yet. So um, in that moment, if she won, then that would be the case. But I think Izumi's going to win, but we'll see. Uh, that's followed up by... Donna Del Mondo's Micah and Himeka defending the Goddesses tag team titles against Oedotais Natsuko Tora and Saki Kashima. Uh, Micah and Himeka just won those titles, so I think they're keeping those. Uh, that's my guess. We've got the Stardom All-Star Rumble featuring all sorts of people from the current roster, from the past. We've got a list of announced names. People could still show up. But we've got B Priestley. She's probably going to win. <laughs> Uh, okay, hold on. I'm going to pause because on Saturday night, Tim, B Priestley wrestled Starlight Kid. Okay? okay. This was a one on one match. Starlight Kid gets her in a La Maestral cradle. Mm-hmm. The referee gets down. Two, three. And they pretend it didn't happen. Oh. They just pretend it didn't happen. He counted a clear, I rewound it to make sure. <laughs> I saw his hand hit three times. I heard his hand hit three times. She didn't come close to kicking out. They just pretended it didn't happen. And B Priestley goes on to win the match. Why are we protecting her like this? <laughs> Clearly it was an accident. She was supposed to kick out, but she didn't. And all the crap people talk about WWE. If that had happened on a WWE show, that bell would have rung mm-hmm. and Starlight Kid would have been the winner of the match. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, somebody might have came out and said, we got to restart that. But, you know. Right. Maybe. <laughs> you know, kayfabe restart it. Right. Uh, right. But, yeah, crazy. That's I crazy. believe it. I was like, come on. She's got to lose sometimes. What is she, the Hulk Hogan of Star <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, she's in the Stardom All-Star Rumble. B. Priestley, Mina Shirakawa from, from Cosmic Angels. She's been out with an injury for a while. So, I don't know. Maybe this is her return. It has been a while. She's been on the show in their corner, but she hasn't wrestled for a little bit. Uh, Unagi Sayaka, who lost all seven of her matches oh. in her seven trial series. Um, Starlight Kid, who got a phantom win over B. Priestley. Saya Ida, Gokigan Death, Lady C., and then we've got some other stars from outside of stardom. Shigusa Nagayo, Kyoko Inui, Mima Shimoda, Hiroyo Matsumoto, who Western fans may remember from the May Young Classic second ah. one. Uh, actually, both of them, I think. Uh, Emi Sakura and Rin Katakura, who were both just in the Women's Eliminator Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, May Hoshizuki, Yazuki Aikawa, and Yoko Bito. These were OGs from the day one of stardom. Uh, they were actually my two favorites from the first year. And so to have them come back is really, really cool. Miho, Wazi, uh, Miho Wakizawa, Hiromi Mamura, Yuno Manase, uh, Haruka Kato, Kaguma, Mamoe Nakanishi is what I'm trying to say. And who knows who else? Uh, we've heard that <sighs> Kyrie asked to, but was told no. 
I'm hoping that's wrong. I'd love to see Kyrie. I'm not, I'm, it's probably not wrong knowing Vince, but come on, Vince, what's it going to hurt? What's yeah. going to hurt if she shows up for a show in Japan that almost none of your audience is going to see? Yeah. Let her do it. Come on. Um, so that's the Stardom Rumble. Who's going to win? Be, be Priestley. Um, <laughs> it, it probably should be somebody on the current roster, as cool as it would be for me to see Yuzuki Aikawa win. I don't think she will. And I, I'm, I'm just going to say Be Priestley wins. Um, um, which one's the one that had the seven match series? Uh, Unagi on? Sayaka. That would be cool if she won. I'm saying that makes me think maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that would be a very interesting win. It would. It would. I would not be upset about that. I think that would be very cool. Um, but that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, we've got Momo. Momo Watanabe taking on Nene Takahashi. Nene, I mentioned her a while back. She was one of the co founders of Stardom. And uh, she left the company. And she's back for this match with Momo Watanabe. They faced off before, but that was a different Momo. That was a rookie Momo. And this is the Momo that has beaten Io Shirai in the middle of the ring. So this is going to be very different. And I'm super pumped for that. Nene was the first stardom champion, world of stardom champion. Um, and so that should be pretty epic. Shuri from Donna Domando is defending the SWA title against Kami from Oedo Tai. Um, oh, I didn't color prediction um <sighs> momo seems to just lose every singles match because i love her um <laughs> but she's on she's the current star um i'm gonna say nene wins but i i, I hope I'm, I'm gonna be really animated at 3 30 in the morning watching that match um and i i hope i'm wrong but i'm gonna predict nene wins um sherry and konami uh, SWA title. I think Shuri holds on to that. I'm not sure I'm predicting. Ooh, that's not true. Never mind. Uh, Mayu Watani taking on Yoshiko, who's the other original stardom roster member who came back with Nene Takahashi uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, I guess it was the end of last year. And so um, those two going at it, I think Mayu will win that one. So I think the current roster will win one of those two and the former roster will win one of those two. And I think Momo is more likely to lose than Mayu, so that's why I'm going um, with those predictions. We've got Utami Hayashishita defending the World of Stardom title against Saya Kamitani, both of them from Queen's Quest. For me, this is the only match that doesn't really feel like it belongs on this show because Saya is still, she doesn't have a whole lot of uh, uh, a legacy and she doesn't feel like a real legit contender for the World Championship. Um, I think Utami wins this hands down. I don't think there's any chance that Saya wins this match. Um, but hopefully it's good. She's been improving in the ring, so hopefully it's a good it's a good show. But then the main event, the main event, Julia defending the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Tom Nakano. Ah, this is what I'm paying this money for. This is what I can't wait to see. This is why I'm getting up at two o'clock in the morning after I probably don't sleep. Um, I, oh, it just feels so real. And one of them's walking out with the championship and the others walking out with no belt and no hair. And I can't imagine that happening to either one of them. I, this is so hard to call, but the better story is Tom Nakano winning this match. Mm. That's the feel good story. Um, she's man. She's been selling this in her pre-match promos. She's got dark circles under her eyes. She's just, she's really selling that she's obsessed with winning this match and it's all she's thinking about they had a tag team match on sunday 
And after the match, they, they were literally pulling each other's hair out of their head. Um, they were just ripping at each other's hair. Man, I'm telling you, these two, they know what they're doing, and this is going to be spectacular. And oh, I love them both. They're both in my top five current favorites. So um, I, Julia would deserve a continued reign, but Tom has never had a top title reign. And she, I think she needs it. She needs it for her, for her legacy and for this story. Um, and she has more hair. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Julia joined stardom, I think in October of 2019. And since then has lost three singles matches. Wow. Three. Now, one of those was to Tom. Will it be a second one? It's hard to it's hard to predict a Julia loss. So I'm pulling for Tom. I'm gonna predict Julia. We'll see. I am so excited for this. Excellent. So excited for this. I have a feeling you're going to have a wrestling hangover. <laughs> yes. Yes. But it'll be worth it. Totally. Totally. And my I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping lately anyway, so feel free to text. Ah, excellent. <laughs> I may be up. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so real cool. Uh, the All-Star Dream Cinderella show. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for you to get to enjoy that. I know what yeah. a big fan you are, and I'm excited to hear about it uh, during next week's show. Yeah. I definitely am, if not through text message. Yeah. Uh, later on yeah. uh, i went out and bought chocolate milk because i just i just wanted to drink chocolate milk in the morning heck yeah that's what i went to the store just to buy chocolate milk to to drink during this show and then i impulse bought shrimp hey i had chocolate milk this morning myself see bam all right so uh let's move on to smackdown bring it back over stateside and uh and I'm going to read exactly how you put this on here because it makes me laugh. Let's talk about Edge being a whiny bitch about Brian's title shot. Yeah. Why does he care? Why does he care if Daniel Bryan's getting a title shot? What's it to him? Because it's all about Edge. It's his time. It's uh, his time, man. Does he think he can't beat Daniel Bryan? Because that's what it felt like. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, we almost, you had to stop me from going on. We were talking about it before the show. You're like, save it, save it. It's like, good yeah. point. Um, I'm wondering, it's like, could we get a triple threat? Could we get a triple threat for Mania, Reigns, Edge, and Brian? Because we know that, again, Edge and Brian are heavily involved in the creative for all this. So this has got to be something they've come up with, I would feel. And that would make a lot of sense. I, well, I mean, it would definitely be more star value, you know, to to get those eyes on uh, WrestleMania, especially since it's going to be on a new platform this year. Yeah. NBC's behind it, and they want the biggest thing that we can get. So I could see that. I was definitely surprised that the Brian Jey Uso match went to a double countout. I thought that was an easy call. The Dana Bryan was going to win that match and then yeah. get a title shot. Um, now it's leading to a cage match next week. They established that on talking smack. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic promo, by the way, by Daniel Bryan on talking smack. 
I don't know if, if you I saw get, that. I didn't get a chance to see it. I have to go back and watch it. He concluded it by saying, um, I'm going to prove that I am what CM Punk always claimed to be the best in the world. Mm. Yeah. Name drop. Gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. Gotta love it. Um, of course, I'm sure now everybody's like, it means CM Punk's coming back, man. <laughs> right, right. I'm waiting on a message from my cousin's kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, that will have a decisive winner. And I don't know what the point would be in that being Jey Uso. So yeah. I, I would assume Daniel Bryan's going to win that match. Um, but yeah, so what does happen? If, if Bryan doesn't do the title match, what else is he going to do now? Um, my friend Mark did send the suggestion we could have uh, Brian and Kevin Owens against the Usos. It's true. Jimmy comes back, and that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so that's a possibility. But what you're saying makes sense, too. So I don't know. We'll wait well, and see. Now, I'm curious, because didn't they say on SmackDown that if Brian... Oh, was that relating just to that match, that he'd get a title, but if he lost, he would be in the tag match with Edge? against uh jay and reigns at fast lane oh was that a because he mentioned that tag match but I, I didn't hear them say that if brian lost then they were going to do the tag i, match. I think said? when uh there was a a backstage spot and it was Heyman talking to reigns and i believe Heyman said that he's like you know well it's set up now if 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 he wins he's got the title match but if he loses he's in this tag team thing oh i didn't catch that i'm pretty sure i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure uh i'll have to go back and check to be sure but um but now of course they have this cage match so i don't know if that still stands right if he loses the cage match are they still gonna do that at fast lane or what but i just don't yeah unless you're bringing like jimmy back or having something else go on i don't see how brian loses this cage match right like it's it just seems like it's wasted air if he loses like yeah. why did you even do it in the first yeah. place um so yeah, very very interesting with what's going on there. Um, so who knows? Yeah, very un- it's it, even though it's like Edge and Reigns, but now it's throwing some questions in there. Who knows what's going to happen? I like questions. Um, I don't think. I mean, do you think it's? Do you think there's any chance Brian just beats Reigns and it's Edge and Brian at WrestleMania? I would love it, but no. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see that being. I don't see Reigns being taken out of main mm. eventing WrestleMania no. with the you know since his transformation, how much awesome stuff he's been doing. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, but I could see a triple threat. I could see that. I, I could see it. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, let's speaking of transformations, uh, Apollo Cruz continues this transformation into the heel and. Yeah, just dominating. Um, and he gave Shinsuke. A great promo. Yeah, and a good promo. Yes, the mic work's been so much better since the attitude change. Um, I was kind of surprised that it was Shinsuke that they put him over. Yeah. Convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, crazy. But I'm talking about it. his talking about his heritage being a little more of himself, mm-hmm. um, kind of a, a shame. I, I don't know if, in a way, it comes across that because of his heritage that makes him a heel. Kind of like talking about the heritage is heelish or something. I don't know. I I got a little bit of that sense. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's what they were going for. Uh, probably not. But. Um, 
you know, he never talked about it as a face. Right. Um, so a little odd, but then we've had faces talk about their heritage and stuff too. So I don't think it's a trend or anything like that. So right. uh, it's probably just me reading into it. Um, but he's, he is getting to be more of himself and show some personality and uh, not just be the goofy smiling baby face anymore. The boring, goofy, smiling baby face. He's yeah. actually somebody distinct that's not like anybody else. And it's working. And I think he needs the Intercontinental Championship. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think he needs to have that strap. And if it leads possibly to a match at Mania versus Big E, I'll be down for that. And I think he should win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Big E, I mean, I like, I like him as champion, but I think he's destined for bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. Biggery. Biggery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah, I'm loving the 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 transformation from Apollo Cruz. Yeah, he's doing great with it. He's really seizing this opportunity, so good for him. Yes. Um we it's official. It's official. It's official. Bianca has chosen her opponent for WrestleMania and as we suspected, it is the boss, Sasha Banks. This is going to rule. This is absolutely going to be fantastic. Yeah, this match is going to be crazy awesome. I, I like the little backstage stuff with Reginald like don't pick her yeah <laughs> she's too pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, I hope they don't i hate to use the word spoil but i'm gonna use it i hope they don't spoil it by making it some sort of triple threat or something yes. like that Th- this needs to be a one-on-one and let these two shine um the f- the first ever wrestlemania main event with two black women yes um the first ever wrestlemania main eventer born in the 90s with sasha banks sasha is the first person born in the 90s to main event wrestlemania which is crazy to me bianca is even older than sasha she was born in 89 so rhea ripley uh I I don't know. I guess it depends on I guess they're not considering that a main event or possibly no. possibly not Let's, or she maybe she's older than I expect. I maybe. Would, I'm going to look up how old she is. I'm going to look up how old she is. Um but it, it's definitely history making, but not only that, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, she's she's 24. I guess they're just not considering that a main event. Okay. Um well, technically, and, it was for the NXT title, not the right. WWE Women's Championships. That's the yeah. right. Okay, right. Um, and I, I still think, like, I'm you know, I'm not going to pitch a fit if Sasha Banks wins. Like, she's never right. won a WrestleMania match. Um, she deserves to do that, but I do think it would really set Bianca back if she didn't win. Yeah, and that's ultimately that's more important. That's I'm kind of scared. That it's going to, again, like you say, get turned into a triple threat. With Carmella. Because of the Reginald involvement. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully it just comes to a head at Fastlane. Yeah. And something around there and doesn't affect WrestleMania in that way to add someone to the match. Yeah. Um, But that does does kind of worry me. Yeah. Just a little. But I am excited for this match. Yeah. I am excited for this. And, And I hope it closes one of the two nights. That would be nice. That would be that would be nice to 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 show the ladies some respect, especially yeah. because again, I think this is easily match of the night, whatever night you put it on, yeah. or at least it's gonna be between it and one other match, possibly. 
yeah, it's definitely going to be in the conversation. So, but it, it needs to be in a main event spot on, on raw talk on Monday night, Drew McIntyre was on and he made reference to wanting to be in the main event of WrestleMania. And my thoughts was my thoughts were uh, not so fast, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> so <on>. fast. <laughs> We've got a couple main events already and we're good with them. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course we talked about Brian versus uh, Jey Uso in the cage coming up this week. Um, uh, but then let's move on to raw. A lot of stuff. Good, good. I and mean, we said a great night for Raw. One of the great. best shows they've had in a while. Uh, Drew and Sheamus. Is, was that a blow off? Is it done? That's what it felt like to me. Like after all that build, I, I fully expected a match between the two at Fastlane. But I guess I don't know if they always plan to take the title off Drew before that can happen or not. But it seems to be that Drew and Sheamus is done. That was a clean win from Drew. Yeah. Uh, kind of interesting. I'm wondering. It's like, was the decision for Miz to cash in, was that kind of a late game decision and some booking on the fly and a, a change of direction for WrestleMania? Um, you know, because who knows? Because, I mean, are we setting up for Lashley versus Drew? I'm that's, assuming. That's what it feels like. And some people think Brock is going to be back. I'm not convinced of that myself. Um, yeah. I mean, although, I mean, Lashley has said it's a dream match for him mm-hmm. versus yeah. Brock. And again, as I mentioned, and I think it is going to have effects on how they decide to do some of the booking, this, you know, WrestleMania on NBC, on Peacock <sighs> could be big and a reason to try and get the biggest name and match you can get out and a Brock Lesnar return <laughs> would definitely do that. Yeah. Um, and you could sell the whole, both of them have been in the, have done MMA. <laughs> yeah. So that could be real interesting, but yep. who knows? That's yep. purely dirt sheet speculation right now. It is. It is. Um, if even that, Twitter if speculation. That. More Twitter speculation. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where a lot of the dirt sheet speculation comes from. <laughs> I, I think it might be, yeah. But uh, that's another show. <laughs> Top three favorite wrestling sites go. No. <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, the women on Raw. Uh, of course, Charlotte comes out, cuts a promo about what we saw last week with her dad uh, and how he went home. And now she's, you know, you got Asuka. She, you know, she did, she wasn't coming back to purposely be in the, in the title picture, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Again, that's what it is. Just blah, <laughs> okay, blah, Okay, Charlotte. You're a fantastic performer, but I'm just not buying it. I can't buy you <laughs> trying to be sincere over this. And it doesn't suit your character. No. The best version of your character. Um, I mean, I would have been happier if she just come out and from the top been like, yeah, I mean, I came back and I'm going to be going for the championship because I'm Charlotte Flair. Yeah. You know, instead of, you know, kind of footing around it there. Uh, I tell you though, the slow-mo they showed of Oscar getting kicked though. Oh God. Oh, and the tooth flying out. Yeah. yeah that was, that was hard to watch. That was, yeah. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, she'll she'll be back pretty soon. Though. That's not the oh, kind of yeah. thing that you're out. That you don't miss a lot of time for that. I mean, Cesaro was back like a week after his. Team. Oh, and his was uh, oh so much worse. Yes, he came yeah. back with a mouth guard and was fine. So yeah, um, but yeah, so crazy, crazy, crazy. His teeth that. were pushed up into mm. his jaw. His front oh. teeth were pushed up <laughs> under his nose. Oh, it hurts to even think. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> get that image out of your head. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so then if she you, had. If you don't want it out of your head, though, you can look it up. The image is out there. Yeah, it's out there. Pushed up into his head. So if you haven't seen that, yeah, check it out. Check it out. It's pretty gruesome. <laughs> um, so of course she's doing a promo, and then out comes uh, Nia and Shayna. Of course, match between Shayna and Charlotte, and Charlotte, Charlotte wins Charlotte. a little too easily. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked before. I'm not a fan of the natural selection as a finisher. As a move, it's fine. As a finisher, I don't, there's not enough impact. I agree. So you shouldn't be beating people like Shayna and Sasha with with a move with that little impact. I just don't like it as a finisher. Again, I, I, and, I and I call back Shayna single handedly beat five women in an elimination yeah. chamber. Yeah, she shouldn't be jobbing out to Charlotte so easily. I'm not saying right. that Charlotte shouldn't have been booked to win. I'm just saying it should have been more competitive. Yeah, than what it she was. should have at least kicked out of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like at least let her kick out of the first one. And then if you don't want to have her submit to the figure eight, have her get hit with a second one or something, you know, something. Yeah. Make her look stronger in the loss. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess, uh, now my fantasy booking and hope is that because we're going to see Rhea Ripley before WrestleMania, (laughs) there's no way they, well, I'm just saying there'd be no way they're saying coming to raw this early on. Yeah, push it out six weeks. Charlotte's like, you know, okay, I'm going to go for that title. Rhea Ripley debuts and says, ha, 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 wait a minute. Why don't we wrestle at fast lane to see who gets to go after Asuka? That'd be, I'd be good with that. That's what I, that's what I think could help save this. <laughs> yeah. Um, because then you can get Rhea, get her win back uh, from Charlotte from the previous year, even though it isn't at Mania but then go on to have a, a main event caliber match with Oscar and Oscar and Rhea could be a very interesting match. What does Charlotte do at WrestleMania then? Uh, watches. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> watches. <laughs> Time to take it easy. <laughs> Pre-show tag uh-huh. team. <laughs> Her and Lana <laughs> versus Nia and Shayna. <laughs> oh yeah that's that's yeah oh that'll I mean, happen again you know they love them triple threat who knows yeah but i would love to see Rhea come back and and kind of say not so fast mm-hmm. and go after charlotte i think that'd be good but yeah. we'll see uh then we had uh, a six man uh, and we had matt riddle and uh, lucha house party taking on Retribution, who have not looked good. (laughs) (laughs) No, they haven't. Have not looked good. And man, when they, I tell you what, because they they, they lose pretty quickly (laughs) to Lucha House Party and Matt Riddle. And uh, Mustafa Ali is... Mustafa. I said Mustafa. You said Mustafa. Shut up. (laughs) Mustafa. Mustafa. Mustafa Ali gets uh, upset again a la last week and is like, you know, I can't believe you you're, you guys suck, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, let me show you how to do it. And as soon as he did that, they said it's going to be Matt Riddle. I was like, Matt Riddle's going to squash him. This is where they're going to say F revol- retribution. <laughs> Beat yeah. up Ali. They're probably saying F revolution, too. Yes. <laughs> to be uh, fair. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, but 
surprisingly, Ali wins. Um, and so future U.S. champion Ali. You know, I, I said, I think it was last week, that yeah. he would be a fantastic U.S. champion. Um, and he, he tweeted out today that uh, he, he, he would like to come to the ring to Real American. <laughs> I love it. I love all these. Wow, so the heat. The <laughs> yeah. heat he would get. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> Now it's all I want. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I want this to happen. I want Ali as U.S. champion. Yes. Yes. Uh, as much as I would hate for, you know, kind of be transitional for Riddle. Yeah. Um, I think it would do so much good for Ali and Retribution as a whole. Because mm-hmm. like I say, they have not looked good. Um, we've talked about how Retribution's booking has been very very hit or miss <laughs> and more we'll call it and i'll say more misses than hits <laughs> yes. um yes. so that way and that would be good for him because ali needs something to elevate him yep putting at putting him as the leader of retribution was a step but yep. now it's like where are we going now we got to have another another step to get to on the ladder yep and that would be a good way to do it it would and uh i i still think he's He's world title material um, with this character. Yes. And this would be, like you said, the next step. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Uh, real quick, <laughs> just because you sent me the text and it was great. <laughs> we had another very cool spot with Alexa Bliss uh, backstage <laughs> in this kind of seance type. Uh, feeling thing and um, the Jack in the Box, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. And then we get this dark figure coming up, but I'm just because she's like, you know, he's he's coming back or whatever. He'll be here soon. And then the hooded figure comes up, and I was like, because Orton's watching this. Surely we're not. We're gonna we're gonna get the reveal of the fiend coming back right now. That's gonna be weird. And then it's Orton. Yeah. And then. <laughs> He watches it and Orton does the whole thing with the coffin up thing again. And I get a text on my phone and I look down and it's like, wow, Randy Orton has the same reaction to watching himself on TV that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a good singer. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I sent that to Shane too. But, <laughs> He's probably I mean, out there like, Hey, I got that text too. <laughs> yes, you did. I sent it to both of you. But uh, <laughs> I, but based on what they said and how, um, the possessed Randy Orton talk to the real Randy Orton Firefly Funhouse match at Mania. It would be one. the exact same type match. Well, of course, how do we even define the last one? Well, no, because he says you're going to face everything from your past and it's. I think it's going to be structured just like the John Cena match. It'll be more of a cinematic thing um, and they'll play around with you know young randy and evolution randy and everything are you all randy <laughs> are you all randy <laughs> but yeah no a wall randy a wall randy yeah a wall randy <laughs> where he went absent from oh, the military oh. <laughs> <laughs> they could <laughs> they could um but yeah so that could be interesting could be and as a callback, of course, Paul White won't be part of it. 
but the legends could show up. He's the they legend could. killer. They yeah. can have a lot of legends involved in that segment as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, unfortunately, I think this is the death knell. I don't think Alexa will be in a match. I don't think so. At Mania. She'll be yeah. a part of this match. Right. But she's not going to have her own match, I don't believe. I don't think so either. I don't think she gets back. Maybe to... not anytime soon. Yeah, maybe not, probably not till after Mania. Yeah. At this point. But, yeah. Um, anything else from Raw you wanted to talk about no i feel like i should go to bed (laughs) about to say yeah you need to try and get a little shut eye before the stardom awesome showness that you're going to get to watch here in just a few short hours yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah so that's pretty much our show but first hey what did you love you said you were thinking about um the miz the miz yeah stuff, but what was that one thing you learned? uh i'm going to talking smack when when daniel bryan was uh trying to talk paul Heyman into giving him the steel cage match um and paul was was hesitant daniel bryan started chanting steel cage match steel cage match and that was fun and then the camera pulls back and kayla braxton has gotten in on it and she's <laughs> chanting steel cage match steel. <laughs> and I, I love her so much that made me laugh out loud and uh yeah so kayla kayla gets the nod for me this week okay okay i like that i like that that's that's funny i definitely have to go back and watch talking smack yeah um but that sounds incredible um for me just because we talked enough about Miz and what we loved about him on Raw because that was easily one of my contenders. I'm actually going to go with um, Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn not being able to coexist. Okay. <laughs> and Corbin just getting so mad at the camera crew kept getting in the way. That was just, that was entertaining for me. I really liked that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I always love Sami. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that's our show this week. Now, we do have a very special episode coming. This Friday, you'll be able to check it out, and it is Hitting the Mark. The power of KFED. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you froze. Uh, is he there? <laughs> I was like, please pick up on the, on the tandem thing here. Yes, right. but our show, Hitting the Mark, the, uh, the power of KFED, and it's our episode just talking about the evolution of KFED through the years. Uh, where did it come from? What's it mean? Everything, but please check out. It was a really fun show to do. We had a lot it of fun was. recording and, that. And, you know, a lot of people point to the advent of the internet for um, kind of pulling down the veil surrounding kayfabe, but there's so, we, we barely even talk about that. There's so much more yes. to kayfabe and how it's, it's gotten to the point where it's almost non-existent today. Um, so it's, if, if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to listen to that, they're just going to say it's the internet. No. Not at all. We barely mention the internet. There's so much more to it. Maybe a lot of things you don't even know about. So definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah. Be dropping this Friday, um, 6 a.m., like all of our shows do. But please, please check that out. Also, again, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. You know somebody that likes wrestling. Uh, recommend it to them. Listen to it with them. Uh, anything. We appreciate all the support that we get. Uh, we just want to grow and grow and get bigger and bigger. Uh, we love talking about this. Uh, you can uh, tweet at us if you'd like. You can get us at Plus WrestleCast. That's P L U S 
WrestleCast on Twitter. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Stephen at Bizarro Doom. You can even find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. And uh, yeah, come join us. You guys have a great week out there. You enjoy your stardom pay-per-view tonight. Enjoy Revolution and everything else. NXT, lots of great wrestling this week. Let's go, Tom Nakano. Go, Tom. Go check it out. We'll talk to you next week right here on Positively Wrestling.